This podcast is brought to you by Voice of Vets. Voice of Vets. Hear it. Feel it. Feel it. Feel it. Feel it. Now, to further this discussion, we are joined by Venetia Gordon, the project manager from the South African Depression and Anxiety Group, to give us more practical tools during this time. Thank you so much, Venetia, for joining us here on the COVID report. And firstly, in broad strokes, what have the effects been like of this pandemic? And what are you at the South African Depression and Anxiety Group seeing? I think, you know, pre COVID, people did struggle with mental health. And there was limited resources and limited availability of resources for majority of South Africans. But I think within this COVID space, it's, I think, escalated to the nth where, you know, a lot more people are experiencing burnout, a lot more people are experiencing anxiety, they're stressed, they're overwhelmed. And also we almost a year and a half into you know, this COVID space. And we've lost a sense of our freedom. We've lost a sense of being able to just go to a shop and going to go buy a loaf of bread. We have to plan these things. And I think that is very stressful. So a lot of South Africans, a lot of students, a lot of children are all feeling these impacts. And as you said, many people are struggling to maintain their mental well-being during this difficult time. Are there any tips you and your organization have to take care of one's mental health and mental well-being? I think it's so important to open that communication line. And this is something that I talk about very, very regularly is, you know, if you're concerned, if you notice, you know, a loved one or a friend or one of your work colleagues or one of your fellow students not managing, you can see that they're clearly not sleeping well, you can see they're not eating so well, you can see that their behavior has changed a little bit, they might have been vibrant before and not, now not so much, you have that ability to ask the question, you know, I've noticed that you're not feeling too well, I've noticed that you're not looking after yourself, is something the matter? Can we call SADAG? Can we call a helpline? Do you want to speak to someone about your struggles? You don't have to speak to me, but you can speak to someone to get that help that you so desperately might need. And I think that's the core of everything. It's having that conversation, starting the communication and being open and creating that awareness. And you've just spoken of a few things that could be support systems during the pandemic, such as calling SADAC. What else can be done for individuals to offer support during this time? So important. It's to, you know, manage for yourself, especially, and for your loved ones. It's managing your routine. It's managing your daily activities. It's time management. You know, don't give yourself that unexpected, you know, like don't create that unrealistic list of 50 things to do. You know, break it down, be kind to yourself, exercise, even if it's just jogging on the spot, you know, get enough sunlight, speak about it, keep connected to your loved ones. I think we're, and I always say this is that we're so lucky to be in this age where we have WhatsApp, we have video calling, even though we can't see our family or loved ones in face to face, we can see them on video call, we can check in with them, we can pop them a quick voice note and be like, hi, how are you doing today? You know, and I think all of these different things become very important in maintaining your mental wellness. 
maintaining your mental wellness. And now we know that during this pandemic, there are people who are facing acute traumatic stress. In other words, COVID-19 is a direct threat to our lives or the lives of others that we know. How does one deal with that kind of trauma? And is it even correct to consider it a trauma? I think it's very important to realize that it's a very, very stressful space. It's a very, very difficult space. You know, with third variant out and all the, I mean, the numbers are rising within the Kauteng space. You know, all of this is a direct threat. It does feel direct. It's to me and my family, and that's how I'm going to feel. And I think it's so important that people realize that, yes, it is. All we can do is take all our precautions, you know, manage out the way we are feeling about it. Try and ask for help when you are not feeling well. And it's also to notice those signs and symptoms. You know, you're not sleeping well. You notice, you know, I haven't been sleeping well for tonight. Okay, fine. Maybe that's because I was drinking too much coffee. But you haven't been sleeping well for like the past three, four nights. Something to actually pick on and say, you know what, let's let's phone a helpline, let's speak to a counselor about this, let's see what we can do to change it and then take it forward. I think it's very important to try and reach out as soon as you notice these things. And I think if you go to the SADAC website and you look at, you know, watch the videos, read some of those articles, look at the toolkits, you know, if you notice any of these signs and symptoms, act speak to a counselor, phone the helpline, reach out for that help because it's so much better to reach out, you know, when you when you notice the small things and don't wait for it to become something that you're completely now overwhelmed and cannot manage. Reach out when you see the small things. And I think that much answers my next question, but I think a more detail would be helpful because COVID has been here for two years now. How does one prevent the prolonged psychological consequences such as the post-traumatic stress disorder and depression that is likely to arise from what you have said has been a very stressful time. So I'm not a psychologist, but I mean, what I can say with regards to that is, you know, and I mentioned that time management, create that daily routine. And, you know, I just like to say is that, you know, when we first went into COVID lockdown, people were like, oh, you know, they can work from home and they can shower at two and they can manage their day. Don't do that. Create that daily routine. When we used to be going to work, we had to drive to our workspaces and things like that before we used to get up, get showered, get dressed. You know, simple things, do your makeup, make breakfast, plan your meals, and then travel to work. So create that, you know, create that routine, create that daily routine so that you stick to it and also creates that sense of control and management. So I think that's so important to continue doing that. And I think th those are the key factors to help you manage your mental wellness and, you know, continue your exercising. You know, continue doing things that you might enjoy. Do the puzzles. Watch an episode of something on Netflix. Watch your favorite comedy show. Do things like that so that you also feel like you're doing something for, you know, self-care. Very important. Make sure you make time for self-care during this time. And moving Sophia along, what symptoms, what are the symptoms that you at uh, SADAG have noticed during this pandemic and that people should be noticing in themselves and should be slightly concerned about? It's definitely feeling overwhelmed, feeling burnt out, 
feeling extremely stressed where you're unable to carry out your daily activities. I mean, and I've said this before, actually, is that in the beginning of our lockdown and COVID space is that I mentioned that a lot of individuals that have never experienced anxiety or burnout or stress to this extent are experiencing these symptoms. You know, they're getting, they, they, they're having anxiety attacks. They're feeling stressed out. They're having heart palpitations, shortness of breath. You know, your hands get sweaty. We all have deadlines to go. You know, we have assignments due. We have uh, tests to write. We have to finish online classes for university students and school students. It's, it's hard. There's a lot going on. And I think it's so important that you reach out. And if you're experiencing any sort of symptoms, anything, anything that you're experiencing, reach out, speak to someone so that you can better manage that symptom now. And, you know, even if you have to go see a therapist, I mean, it's managing your mental wellness and actually taking that treatment seriously. And I think it's so important. And changing gears slightly, one thing that has been a hallmark of the pandemic has been death. And many people have had to go through the grieving process. So in line with that, what can one do after they've experienced a loss in grief during the COVID-19 crisis so their mental health does not take a toll? You know, it's a very different space that we're in. And a lot of people who have lost loved ones, have lost parents, have lost siblings, friends, you know, extended family, aunts and uncles, they haven't been able to go through the grieving process as we would normally go through. And I say normal, I mean pre-COVID. The grieving process becomes a little bit more difficult because we're unable to do all of those touch bases, you know, those get-togethers, having the funeral, having the prayers that have it, like that you have after that. And I think it's very important that for for you to go through the grieving process is that you be aware of how you're feeling. Keep connected with those loved ones that you can connect with. Have someone to speak to. If you have no one to speak to, reach out to SADAG. You know, create that a process where it also helps you to, you know, grieve in the correct manner. You know, speaking out, speaking about your feelings, speaking about how you're managing your day-to-day and taking that time to look after your mental health so you can manage the grief and the loss that you're feeling. Also, one thing I'd like to mention is that, you know, limit the watching of news. Set out that time, you know, be like, you know what, um, while I'm making supper tonight or while I'm taking a break um, at six o'clock and I'm doing something else, I'm going to put on the news for 15 minutes and then watch the news and get the information that you're needing with regards to the COVID stats or anything that you're wanting to, you know, sort of be informed of but don't keep it on the whole day because there is a lot of grief there is a lot of trauma there's a lot of stress that people are feeling and it becomes harder for you to manage your stress if you're not able to give yourself that time so be kind to yourself and be kind to your loved ones because it is hard it is hard and some people may not want to admit that because of the stigma about mental health struggles. Is the stigma still present? And do you see it preventing people from coming forward? I think that's one of the key factors that SADAC has always been trying to 
eradicate, you know, is to reduce the stigma or destigmatize mental health, destigmatize people that have depression or have anxiety, have them be, you know, open about it and say, you know, create that awareness, start that conversations. And I'd like to go back to what I mentioned earlier is, you know, creating that conversations, starting, starting that dialogue, being open about how you're feeling and being open about how you're getting that help as well. It aids to destigmatize mental health and it also helps other people and say, you know, we can speak about it. And this is something that we can deal with and it is treatable, it is manageable. So let's have that conversation. Let's create more awareness so that, you know, anybody that is feeling any of these signs and symptoms will be like, okay, I can reach out. I'm empowered and I'm encouraged to reach out because I can manage my mental health. We can manage our mental health now. It might start getting exhausting, though. We are two years into this pandemic. Many people are saying that we won't see a year similar to 2019 until about 2024. How does dealing with pandemic fatigue and how does one avoid pandemic fatigue, really? Exactly what I mentioned. Keep your time limit in watching the news and don't track every single thing that's happening on the news with regards to the numbers. Give yourself that time. And remember, create that routine. You know, make sure that you're doing things to self-care. You're doing things in your day that is looking after yourself, that is a downtime, a refocus. You know, create that. I know that, I mean, if you're a student, you're dealing with online classes, you're dealing with exams, you're dealing with assignments, and then you're also dealing with environmental issues, whether it be, you know, not having your desk space. I remember in the beginning of the lockdown, it was like, you know, you don't have your desk space in your home. Often when students were in res, they were able to have, this is my desk space and this is my study space. Create that. Create that. So wake up 8 o'clock in the morning, create your desk space. You know, create that space for where you work. This is my work environment. Set those reminders on your phone. Lunchtime, set those reminders on your phone for eating, for having tea, for walking outside for even three minutes. You know, when you're feeling overwhelmed, this is something that I do, is that when I'm feeling overwhelmed, I'll put my data off and I'll literally listen to one song. One song to refocus, close your eyes. Even if you want to do breathing, you can do that. Refocus. And it actually you know, helps you sort of refocus to get back into that space where you're not feeling overwhelmed. But the very, very vital thing is realizing when you're feeling overwhelmed, you know, having that moment like, okay, I'm feeling overwhelmed now. I need to do something to change this, to refocus. And I think that's very vital for any individual. So it's noticing these little things. Noticing the little things. And before I let you go, Venetia, can I ask, do you think, and does your organization believe that as a country and a world, we will ever recover from the trauma that has been caused by these unprecedented times? And this is, this is actually just my opinion. I, I wouldn't want to speak for anyone else, but I do think that South Africa is a very resilient country. I do feel that... Um, we need to support our young people, our students, create and have more resources for them because they are the young people of tomorrow and they are struggling in today's times because 
they also, I mean, I was one of those people that I think, to be honest, online classes wouldn't work for me because I was that student that, you know, attended all my classes, liked the idea of having a lecturer, liked the idea of being able to put up your hand. And I think we're not in that space. We don't know how long we're going to be in this space. But I think it's very important to manage ourselves, to create time for self-care and manage our day-to-day and continue it with that in our mind to say that we're managing our mental wellness. Managing our mental wellness. And the overall message of this interview has really been create routine, notice the symptoms and get help and communicate when you need to. And that is the projects manager from SADAC, Venetia Gordon, sharing with us some of the ways that mental health has been affected by this pandemic and what you can do to hopefully make it out to the other side okay. Thank you so much, Venetia, for joining us here on the COVID Report. Thank you so much for having me. This podcast was brought to you by Voice of Vids. By Voice of Vids. To hear more of our shows, tune in to 88.1 or streams via www.varfm.co.za.